prints on screen. Hello, everyone. Oh, are we English again? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Governor. Hello, <laughs> Assistant Governor. I'm sorry, that's not even a job. Wait, what is it, Deputy? Chimney sweep. <laughs> Two pence. Two pence. And a spoonful of sugar helps that medicine. Okay, guys, we're here. This is Screens on Screens on Screens. I'm Jay. I'm Mia. Guess what, guys? It is African American History Month. Happy African American History Month. And a very happy African American <laughs> History Month to you as well, Jay. Or we can call it Black American History Month if we want to. I will let you lead. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think both are acceptable. Yeah, because streaming know. services have a kind of under both. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's kind of cool because the streaming services have collected all of their black material. Wonderful. <laughs> underneath yes. the title, so you can just click on there and yeah. choose stuff. A nice shortcut. Absolutely. It's really great. Yeah, it's easier because mm-hmm. uh, if I don't know a title and I know, wait, there's a movie, I'll bet, and it was it was acclaimed, I'm going to find it there. Yeah. And I do. Here's something funny before we get started. So Netflix knows I'm black somehow. I guess they just know. And so whenever they present a movie to me, yeah. the cover of the movie will have the one black person that's in it oh. <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> so it's like the embrace Kimmy Schmidt, I see Titus, you know, <laughs> not so Kimmy or whatever. Minute. So I, I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> Do you really? Because he's gay. <laughs> no, you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was really funny. That's very funny. Yeah. It's as if it's customized. But you know, I appreciate it. It's like, thank you for letting me know there's a black person in there so I can feel comfortable. I what? thank you. There's a role you can identify <laughs> with. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so why don't you get started? Why don't we just go right in? Let's dive right in. Yeah. It's award season, which means some great movies are out there, but what's fun is that award season's finally getting their act together and starting to be more diverse. Yes. And several of the films up for major awards are are awesome and exciting, and the one I want to start with is The Woman King. (laughs) That's the war cry. Oh, the Women Kings. That was pretty good. Thank you. And it you, could have been better, but... You, no, you watched it too, right? Yes, I did. I right. did. It yeah. stars Viola Davis and a lot of other awesome people. Right. <laughs> right. Um, my goodness, I was not in any way prepared or I didn't watch any trailers or read anything about it. And I dove in. Yeah. And I was thrilled. Yeah. I went for a ride. Yes. I, I was blown away. I, I found it... The thing I liked about it was it, it, there was a solid story there. And the music was great, I thought. It reminded me a lot of Black Panther. Like, yeah. as far as the music and the atmosphere and the tone of it, you know, it that have, beautiful African yeah. music. and mm-hmm. it, it did have, I, I do want to say, though, there were parts where I feel like the music was, sometimes when it wasn't a music that had like a real flavor that it was going for, mm-hmm. it had like a generic-y film music sort flavor. Sort of like, yeah, sort of like the violin, sweeping violin yeah. type. Thing, like, yeah. we, like a placeholder. Right, yeah. But the other music was amazing, but the the uh, costumes, the colors, the uh, close-ups, the stunts, yeah. the stunts. The stunts. Um, so this movie is basically about the kingdom of Dahomey. Yes. And how they are fighting this rival, I don't know, kingdom. And kingdom. it's all about the slave trade. Really? It is. The film is called Woman King, but she's right. the general of the army. Right. Yeah. And it, it's, it's an all-woman army. Yeah. And Amazons. I think they're called the Agoji. Yes. Yeah. They're uh-huh. the Agoji, and she's the general, and the king that she is the word I'm looking protecting, for. Protecting. Yeah. And kind working of, for, serving. All the words that yeah. go with that. <laughs> 
is Finn from Star Wars. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> uh, what is his name? Boyega. John Boyega. John Boyega. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Great up-and-coming actor. So this is really kind of based on true events because there was this kingdom. There were these female soldiers. And the thing that's sad about the female soldiers is that they ran out of men because of the slave trade. Yeah. And that's why there was this female army protecting the king. Mm. And they trained and they were pretty good. I mean, they say that when men came across them, they didn't know they were women until they were up close. Yeah. Yeah. Hand-to-hand combat, all that kind of stuff. Well, their entire existence was dedicated to fighting. Absolutely, yes. They trained, um, they trained, they trained. There was no, no relationships. Right. There was That's just, right. They, they weren't allowed together. to have husbands or nope. children, and they recruited other women, many of whom there was no place for them in society, so yeah. they end up in this army. Yeah. Like in the movie, the one uh, young woman whose father didn't know what to do with her because every time he tried to sell her to a man An old to man. marry, yes. yeah, she would rebel because the man was usually abusive, you know, right yeah. in front of the father hitting her in the face. During the meet and greet. Right, during yeah. the meet and greet. Like, this is the best you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he's on his best behavior best right behavior, now. Best behavior, and he's yeah. being a jerk right now. Absolutely, and your father is not doing anything about it, you know. No. So she yeah. rebelled, rightfully, and she ended up getting her, her father took her by the ear yes. and took her to the agoji. Yeah, and then she's like, no, no, no. Oh, wait, yes, this is Yes, good. Yeah. absolutely. It doesn't take long for her to realize. Yeah, she was a good re- recruit. And she was a little immature, but they got rid of that pretty quick. Absolutely. So it was a great movie, I thought. And um, yes. the story is not story what was, I thought it was. Yeah, be and the story all. was very solid. It was good. Ooh, it was a telling in a perspective I hadn't seen before. Right. This was to me a brand new story. It was a woman's film for sure. It was directed yes. by Gina Prince Blythewood, I think her name is. Yes. Who's an African American director. Yes. And also, one of the producers was Maria Bello, oh, goodness, the actress. I, yes. Yes. I love her. Yeah. So I guess she's in the producing business now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Dana Stevens was also involved with the writing. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to me that um, it took so long for it to come out. They started in 2017 talking about this, mm-hmm. but then COVID and life and right. things happened. I have a question for you about this sure. movie. Sure. Taking this movie as a whole, mm-hmm. did you need that little bit of romance in there? I don't think so. I no, don't think that didn't it really that. added anything to the story. No, it felt like something they put in so people right. would come see it, and I did not need that. I think a lot of movies do that. I, it really annoys me when they do it in a movie that really doesn't need it. And I want, before we leave uh, this this uh, movie, mm-hmm. Viola's a great actress, but she, I feel, is a little too old for the part. And well, every yeah. time I saw her, it, it just kind of felt like, oh, like her back hurts. Her f- <laughs> <laughs> the physicality required for this role yeah. would have uh, torn anybody apart. But looking at her playing her role, yeah. she was de- – you're right. Yeah. I thought of her as an older general because of yes. her being an older woman. She appears older. So I think Viola wasn't the best person for this. I think that this film should be seen by everyone, mm-hmm. and I, I encourage everyone to go see it. I love it. Really? And this is a quality piece of art. Okay, I got one. Yeah. It's your boyfriend. My boyfriend. Uh, I waited. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to guess who it is, but I have no idea who it would be. Well, he's black. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. My boyfriend. Who do I? Oh, I think there's a list. Oh, uh, let me help you. Okay. Kevin Hart. Um, 
I'm, that's misleading. She doesn't like Kevin Hart, I guys. I don't think he's funny. But maybe you'll like him in this, though. You think Kevin, so? Yes. Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it's that. It's from 2019. Oh. And basically, Kevin Hart highlights the fascinating contributions of black history's unsung heroes in this entertaining and educational comedy special. So it's off the beaten path stuff. It's not the usual suspects. Right, exactly. So this show is really funny. He has a daughter in the show. I don't I don't think it's his real daughter. No. But it's this young girl playing his daughter. She's with this white boy. They're friends from school, but they're sitting in her living room. Uh-huh. And they're talking about black and white stuff or whatever. Yeah. And Kevin Hart comes in and he starts telling them about different things in African-American history. And it's kind of funny because he tells a lot of dad jokes. You know, this is the kind of thing that the family can watch together. But they also have sketches, <gasps> sketches that illustrate what he's talking about. So it's sort of like drunk history in that sense. Who's in the sketches? Well, Lil, Lil Rel. Oh. Lil Rel Howery. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Okay. Uh, Barry Brewer, Weird Al comes in. Oh, my um, God. And other players from other sketch shows like Drunk History. Oh, yeah. And some of the sketch shows that I like, like I Think You Should Leave. It's yeah. really good. And also um, some of the guys from Mr. Show. So it's really cool. Like Lil Rel played Henry Box Brown, a man who mailed himself to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> he got into a crate yeah? and mailed himself to Philadelphia where these abolitionists were waiting for him. Oh, my God. And when they open up the box, he says something like, how do you do? Something like that. <laughs> but then uh, Kevin Hart's like, oh, it would have been funny if he said, you know, and then they show Little Rel like saying, hey, and he, he gets out of the box and he starts doing a set. You know, a stand-up set, you know, and everybody's Where laughing. Where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tiffany Haddish played Mae Jemison, who was the first African-American female astronaut. Oh, yay. So they That's have cool. her calling NASA and say, hi, my name is Mae Jemison. I would like to, I'm I'm a black woman and I'd like to become an astronaut. Eh, hello? <laughs> hello? Hello? <laughs> Takes a couple of attempts, I suspect. So it's really funny. They also have a story of... Matthew Henson, who is the first African-American to reach the North Pole. That's cool. And guess what? What? He is related to Taraji P. Henson, the actress. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. She's a direct descendant of him. Oh, that 23 and Me really works. <laughs> That's so cool. So it's really a funny oh, wow. show, guys. I really enjoyed it a lot. It's only one, you know, it's like an hour. Yeah. And they do a few stories. And I like it's good. I like laughing when I learn. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to learn. Yeah. I, there are I, a lot I, of yeah. shows like that. There's one on Hulu called Horrible Histories. Ooh. And it's all about all this crazy stuff that happened in England during the medieval times. You know, oh, yeah. they give you little lessons on this is the way they did medicine. And they take <laughs> out the, you know, the leeches, whatever. So the anyway, leeches. yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. So that's... That's, that's one of mine. Switching that was awesome. Well. I really want to watch that yeah. now. Even with Kevin Hart, I will watch it. You're going to fall in love with Kevin Hart. You're going to think he's cute. You're going to yeah. like the dad, Kevin Hart. It's a Sam and Diane thing with me and Kevin Hart. Will they <laughs> will or they won't, won't they? they? <laughs> I'm sure that he's a very funny fella. I don't know what it is. He's Maybe I'm jealous. He's a very funny fella. <laughs> do, 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 do that kind you want to come to my mind. Do, 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 do. You know I have to sing at least once. Well, you have to. Sorry. I, just, I enjoy your spoof of a Rick James song. Okay, you ready for the next Rick one? Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Super freak. Okay. You ready for the next one? I am. This is a film that we're going to discuss that we have not watched, which I think is important. <laughs> you, cut that out. you watched half of it. 
I watched half of it. I have very good intentions, and I'm going to watch the whole thing because it's important to watch because I want the whole story. You guys have seen this out there in the trailers and in the news reports and stuff. Another film Mm -hmm. that didn't get the award recognition it should have, Mm -hmm. it's called Till, and it is the story of Emmett Till and his Mm -hmm. mom Mm -hmm. and what happened. And I don't think everybody knows that the story of Emmett Till is one of the reasons why we have the civil rights movement, a history, civil rights movement history that we have. Mm -hmm. It was a major, major bump in attention. Rosa Parks was literally thinking of of Emmett Till. It was one of the things she was thinking of when she decided to... That's interesting. Yeah, everyone was aware of him. So it was a big flashpoint. It was, and I didn't know that. And it's kind of a contemporary story because the woman who started it all still lives. Yeah, see? And they were thinking about opening the case up again, but they decided against it (sighs) um, because she recanted at some point. Mrs. Bryant? Yeah, she recanted her story. So, yeah, I mean, terrible, terrible thing. Uh, The thing that's really amazing about Emmett Till, you know, he is kind of a folk character uh, to black people, especially because some of the shows that I've seen over the last few years that should probably be mentioned here, one being Lovecraft Country. Oh, yes. And one being Watchmen. Yes, both of those. Especially in Lovecraft Country, they had a whole thing about Emmett Till. They actually had his character in the show. Lovecraft Country, just so you know, was kind of a sci-fi horror that was an all-black cast, pretty much. And it was based on the stories of H.P. Lovecraft. And the thing that's interesting... He was a real big sci-fi guy in the 50s, 40s, something like that. The thing that's interesting is that he was a rabid racist. Rabid. Really? Rabid racist. Yes. Oh, my God. But the makers of Lovecraft Country decided to, you know, turn that around and say, yeah, we're going to use some of his stories. We're going to put black people in it. See how <laughs> that goes, you know? Yes. But in one of their episodes, they had Emmett Till... Mm-hmm. Who had a nickname. I forget what his nickname was. Bobo. Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. Because his um, a family member, I think the grandfather, called him that uh, in utero. Right. And Bobo. I got some for little Bobo. So they were calling him Bobo in the yeah. show and, and he had his, his friends and they were they were at a party in an adult party, but they were in a room doing uh, the Ouija board. Oh, gosh. You know? That's great. And it was very creepy because the Ouija board said something to Bobo about his vacation. And basically he was going to, I think, was it, where did he go? Was it Chicago? He he went to Mississippi. He lived in Chicago. Chicago, but went to Mississippi, right. Which, no. Right. So Mm -hmm. the Ouija board was just kind of like your vacation, you know, something like that. And they had him dressed the way he was dressed in the pictures that you always see in the show. So it was very, very creepy. And you knew that he he never came back. He was a dapper gentleman at 14. Yes. He was adorable. Yes. So he never came back and and they had an episode where they showed everybody going to his funeral. But that was incorporated into this Lovecraft Country show, which I really think people should watch. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. It is surreal. It is great. It has Jonathan Majors as the uh, main character. Yeah. And um, it's great. Yeah. I didn't mean to mention that show, but since we're talking about Emmett Till. Screens on screens on screens on screens. screens. You never know what we're going to come up with here. It's an important story. And the fact that he was just a kid who was going to visit family and his mother's like, I don't think you need to go. But his grandmother wanted him to go. Guess who plays his grandmother in the movie? Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. And she does a great job. Yeah. But she's like, he needs to see where he came from. And the mom's like, does he? And, um, I know, really. It's like, she really, it's not really safe out there. She did not want him to go. 
It's not safe out there, especially at that time in Mississippi. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And then the choices that she made based on things that she knew instinctively and also advice that she got from the NAACP, Mm -hmm. they were able to parlay this incredibly horrible situation Mm -hmm. and get some national attention, and it worked. Absolutely. And it became a, like you said, a flashpoint in history. Uh, The story just destroys me, and I want to watch the rest of it. I know it's going to be upsetting, but I want to watch it because I want to know. And the mother's decision to keep the casket open. That was the one. That's the thing. Yes, that's what did it. Absolutely. And that they weren't allowed to touch his body. Yeah. Because they were going to just throw him in the ground. Right. And um, cover it up. And and if I may say, the story was just that he went to a grocery store. Mm-hmm. He was visiting with his family in Mississippi. Yeah. He was thir- just turned fourteen. Right. And he went to a grocery store, and his mother made it real clear to him: don't even look at white people. Yeah. Don't keep a gaze. <laughs> don't even make eye contact. Right. And he. It's just like, I know, Mom, I got it. Right. And he goes and he's, he's just from Chicago. A, and he's happy and he's yeah. having fun with his friends. Right. He goes in the store and he looks at the gal and there are conflicting reports to what happened. Did he actually talk to her? Did he look at her? Did he whistle at her? There's a lot of different yeah. ideas. I mean, we I, know. I doubt it. So the movie took it to the extreme <laughs> that he talked to her and said she looked like a movie star, if that happened. Right. And then they, in the movie, they make it that he whistled at her directly. Right. But there's a report that he whistled at the checker game. Right. But they made but it in the movie the extreme. all the woman had to say was, this yeah. kid looked at me. And That's all is, she had to say. But even the worst thing that was imagined that he could have possibly done and looked at me, that that was enough impetus for a yeah. bunch of guys to go Absolutely. get him and beat him and lunch him and kill him and throw him in the river. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He had his dad's ring on and they found his body and right. they knew who he was. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's but yeah, what he yeah. went through. Everyone needs to watch this movie. All right. I got one. Okay. It's a little bit of a departure from what we were just talking about. It's uh, it's a Western. Ooh. Now, everybody knows I like a good Western, although I'm not a connoisseur of Westerns and haven't seen a ton of them. But I've seen modern ones, modern day ones. Silverado. Silverado. Is that a modern one? <laughs> it was definitely an 80s Western. Young Guns. Silverado. Young Guns, yeah. No. Yeah, Young Go. Guns. Okay. Well, this one is stacked. Let me just tell you who's in it. Yeah. Jonathan Majors. Ooh. Zazie Beats. Oh, come on. I love her. Damon Waynes Jr. Yes. Daniel Deadweiler, who was Emmett Till's mother in, in Till. She, and she's amazing. She's amazing. She is. She's amazing. Um, yeah. Regina King. Uh, Regina. Oh, my God. Idris Elba. What? Idris. Idris. Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, you know him from Atlanta. Yeah, and, and, and Get uh, Out. Get out and yeah. also Ju- the Judas. Judas and the Black Judas Priest? and the Messiah. Judas oh, and the Black Messiah. Black Priest. Remember? Yeah, Judas, <laughs> Judas and the Black. Judas Priest. Yeah. Judas. <laughs> And the Black Messiah. <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, and Delroy yeah. Lindo, who's a great black character actor who played Bass Reeves, was basically the Lone Ranger. The yeah. Lone Ranger is based on Bass Reeves, oh who God. was a, a black uh, sheriff in the West. I didn't know that. So this this is a really good movie. It's called The Harder They Fall. And the mm. thing that's great about it is that it takes place in the West and kind of shows us that black people did have a presence in the West because a couple of the characters are based on actual people like Stagecoach Mary, Bass Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge. Ooh. Written and directed by James Samuel, who... I think did an amazing job with this movie. I saw 
some Quentin Tarantino inspiration in there. The soundtrack was amazing. It was a soundtrack that was kind of modern. So it was a mixture, you know, so they had some reggae in there and and everything for this period piece. But, you know, it's like any Western. There's a lot of violence. Sure. But it's... um, What year did this movie come out? It came out in 2021. Okay. It's on Netflix and there's a twist. Um, There are amazing, these are amazing people. So you know you're getting, yes. This cast, when I first saw that it was coming out and I saw who was in it, I said, oh my God. It's still. And I'm hoping there's a part two. I'm hoping there's a sequel. Maybe there'll be a series. Maybe. I don't know. But it's really an amazing Western that I really recommend. Well, it's a genre that needs the stories to be told, too. It's another genre that has been uh, ignored. Absolutely. And why? It's just And there's humor in it. You know, there's some humor. So I really recommend it. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I like a good Western. I grew up on John Wayne. Now I know that was all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) After this message, we'll be right back. It's Granny here, and I'd like to tell you about screams. Um, screams. It's screams. What? It's screens on screens. Since when? Since forever. I don't believe you. Just do it. It's screams. Anyway, I'm told that it's instead of screams, it's screams on screens on screens. By two lovely young women eager to tell the world about their passion and humor and... Did I already say passion? Yes! You stay out of it! I'm just helping! Anyway, their love for cinema. I remember when it was first invented. I was just a young... You don't interrupt me! Anyways, I must get off. Listen and subscribe and give them five stars just for me. Granny signing off. That's Screens on Screens on Screens. Screens on Screens on Screens. So uh, going from a Western to something a little different. Yeah. I watched the documentary, What Happened, Miss Simone? What happened, Miss Simone? About Nina, Nina Simone, Simone, the jazz singer, yes. and I should not call her a jazz singer. She's a classically trained pianist. Yes, from the drop, mm-hmm. and from an activist. Four years old, an activist. Yes, my goodness, mm-hmm. what she did—an international star who did not have a filter. And she right. said what she wanted. She sang what she wanted. And when she knew she could be a voice for the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. she said, oh, I'm going to jump in, too. I got work to do. Absolutely. I got a voice. And it's always exciting to watch how that happens. Mm-hmm. And in this documentary, there's so much footage mm-hmm. of her and other people. And she has an ex-husband and she has a child. And they're both featured heavily in this documentary. It mm-hmm. came out in 2015. And it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And... It opened in the 2015 Sundance Film Festival. It was followed by a tribute performance by John Legend. That must have been an amazing event. Oh, nice. It was nominated for Best Documentary Ah. at the Academy Awards. Her voice is mind-blowing. It is. I had no idea who she really was. As I said, um, I've... I've, I've said to another friend, I know who Etta James is. I know who right. Ella Fitzgerald is. I know mm-hmm. who Billie Holiday is. Right. I think I heard Nina Simone's name, mm-hmm. but I knew I heard her voice. Right. But I didn't know who which one she was. Mm-hmm. And she kind of got hidden because of civil rights stuff. Because people, they're like, oh, put her records oh, away. Oh, of course. Absolutely. She mm. sang Strange Fruit, which was uh, mm. Billie Holiday sang that first. Yeah. And then her big one. 
Mississippi, goddamn. I couldn't, I could not, I was losing it watching it. I was yeah. like, this is, why am I hearing about this now? She was really heavy. She was really intense. Yeah. 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 But she did not Uncomfortable, like stories. I guess, yeah. for some people. <laughs> <laughs> There's some concert footage that's just awkward. Right, <laughs> yeah. It later was discovered she probably was bipolar. Uh-huh. And, um... She went to different countries to try to find her way, mm-hmm. and she kept making comebacks right. because that voice was not going to be tamed. Right. She was going to keep speaking up, and she was going to keep singing, and she had the talent. She could play one song on the piano and sing another. Yeah. She had talents that were beyond anybody. She was gifted. At four years old, she was playing piano. She also sang, and I'm feeling good, you know that song? Yes. Yeah. That, that song is so iconic. It is. And she also sang To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. That's the one. That's the one I Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about, too. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. And there's footage of live concerts of her playing. Yeah. And she used to kill at the Newport Jazz Fest. And then Mm -hmm. she said, that's enough. And she took a bunch of years off and Mm -hmm. kept coming back. Yeah. But the pain she had, the pain that she carried with her every day. Yeah. It was rough. But Mm -hmm. uh, that talent. Um, you know, I saw I saw this documentary quite a while ago, but I think talking about it again, I'll probably watch it this weekend. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here's one that could be a companion piece to that. Ooh. It is called I Am Not Your Negro, and it is based oh. on the writings of James Baldwin. There it is. Yeah, I feel like they were friends. Yeah. They hung out they together. They were friends. They were friends. She James was, Baldwin was a writer yeah. and an activist. He was a queer black man. Who went through a whole lot in this country being a black man, you know, you can imagine in the 50s uh, being a black young man, but also being queer on top of that really hard. Mm. He grew up in a household where his stepfather was incredibly religious and abused him, you know, Mm. physically uh, abused him, not sexually, but physically abused him. And, you know, he used to hang out by himself. Uh, He lived in Harlem. And as a little boy, there's this one story where he was in one of these empty lots, you know, where there's all this debris and stuff. And he's playing by himself. And a cop rolls up on him and just beats him. So he was playing in a lot. Yeah. So he spent a lot of time in the New York Public Library. Mm. As a young uh, kid, like eight, nine years old, and would read things, would write. He it's wrote a his safe space. It is. He wrote his first play when he was nine in the library. What? Yes. So thank God for libraries. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a safe place, like you say, well lit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So they were. Can I say they were a black Algonquin table? There was so many people together oh, yeah. working together in the civil rights movement. Yeah, especially the, the artists, same, I would say. Yeah, yeah moving mm-hmm. in the same circle, the poets, the yeah. writers, the musicians. One thing about James Baldwin is that he really got tired of living in this country and, mm. you know, going through what he went through as a black man that he went to Paris. And he literally went there with $4 in his pocket. He's like, nothing worse can happen to me here than mm. has happened to me in America. Yeah, much better life. But what ended up happening was he saw what was going on in America with the civil rights movement, and he didn't feel as though he could stay where he was and not help. So he went back to America, and his mission was to document everything that was going to ha- was happening. And he traveled with people like MLK, with Medgar Evers, with Malcolm X, you know, through the South and just observing and documenting. And this documentary is narrated by Samuel L. Jackson, who who basically plays the voice of James Baldwin and who reads 
from this work that James was working on but never finished because he died beforehand. Mm. And the book was an unfinished novel called Remember This House. And it's very poignant. There are letters that Samuel L. Jackson reads that he wrote to various people as well. Mm -hmm. And also there's just a ton of archival footage. So we see James Baldwin in interviews with like Dick Cavett and other people. And we see him debating William F. Buckley. And we see Malcolm X, Medgar Evers, Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King. In fact, this documentary is kind of structured through, through the lives of those three civil rights leaders who were all murdered. Yeah. You know? It's a very, very Mm -hmm. good documentary. The production values are very high. It's on Amazon Prime, Crackle, Hulu, Pluto TV. Oh, wow. Came out in 2016, Too Much Acclaim. Oh, yeah. I want to see it. And, yeah, it's it's great. All right. I just did mine. It's your turn. (laughs) It's certainly a light and airy episode, isn't it, Jay? I know. (laughs) This is kind of a fun one. It has some real dark parts, but there's some fun in it. It's called One Night in Miami. Okay. And it's from 2020. Mm-hmm. And it was directed by Regina King. Regina. That she was her first for, foray in directing. Yeah, and too much acclaim. Too Absolutely. much acclaim. Yeah. So what happens in Miami when Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke end up in the same hotel room? I know. It's a play. Let's imagine. A movie. Let's, figure, let's imagine what they might talk about. You can imagine what they might talk about. Yeah. And it was just moving and wonderful. Wonderful and mm-hmm. excellent. It's, I mean, Sam Cooke is played by Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, perfect casting. He's singing. Beautiful voice. The whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy who plays Malcolm X, I don't know his name. I should have his name in front of me. <laughs> it's disappointing, isn't it? Because they're all together the night that Ali beats, he's still Cassius Clay at this point, oh. and he's about to become announcing to the, he's about to announce Muhammad the public Ali. that he's Muhammad Ali, but he was actually Cassius Clay that night because he hadn't gotten it together yet to figure out what his name would be. How you doing, Cassius? Cassius, but he beat Sonny Liston <laughs> that night. That was the night he became the Sonny Liston, the heavyweight champion of the world. Right. But Kingsley, Ben Adir, Eli Gorey, Aldous Hodge, and Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm. Just rip it apart. Bo Bridges is in there, and Bo Bridges says something in this movie that just makes you want to Scream and cry and yell at the TV <laughs> in a scene. Just the Bo Bridges scene. If you don't watch this movie, go to YouTube and watch the scene with Bo Bridges because okay. you're going to want to break your TV. So yeah. it's important. I think to I watch. did see the movie a couple of years ago. But it's yeah. so moving. The monologues are great. Mm-hmm. The pauses are filled with thoughts and words that mm-hmm. you don't need to be filled. Mm-hmm. The acting is insane. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what happens in the Nation of Islam as Malcolm X is kind of like, you know, I think you kind of got it wrong. I got yeah. the book and it's a little different. Right. And, and watching Muhammad Ali come into himself and mm-hmm. when he's with friends and how he's talking and then when he's in front of the mic, how he's talking. That's right. so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I'm the prettiest thing you ever saw. He um, would have been a great rapper. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it would happen. But the dialogue, the writing, the setting, the the outfits are just, yeah. it, it's beautiful to yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. And it's it, in Miami, which is kind of cool, right? It's so fun. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's, again, it's very moving. It's mm-hmm. very educational. And it just pisses me off. Yeah. Again, another <laughs> movie that pisses me off. But there's some jokes and there's some laughter in it. It's, it's a good uh, thing February's a short month, man. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so angry and frustrated and want to fix everything, but well. All right. Well, I've got an interesting one. Okay. It's called Hair Tales, and it's on Hulu. Ooh. And it came out in 2022, so it's fairly new. Yeah. It's about black women, beauty, and identity through the distinctive lens of black hair. 
The show will lead the audience through a revelatory journey of connecting the personal tales of phenomenal black women to broader societal and historical themes. So for those of you out there who don't know, um, natural hair for black women is very complicated because we live in a society that doesn't really accept it. And also when we wear our hair naturally, people all automatically assume that we're being political or we're making a statement when it's just how it grows out of our hair. Or you're inviting people to touch it. Right, right. I never understood that. But it's not It's I'm not a statement. People. It's just how it grows out of our scalp. It's like, a political statement, <laughs> how you wear your hair. How? I mean, back in the 60s when mm. black women started wearing their hair natural, it, it was kind of a statement saying, hey, I like me. You know, um, I don't have to be the same as you. But it really just is our hair. It's just the way it grows out of our scalp. Mm -hmm. So this show is really great because Tracy Ellis Ross, who we know from Blackish, we know her as Diana Ross's daughter. Yes. Yes. We know her as um, somebody who is biracial, but identifies as a black woman. She is interviewing these black women who are known. They're actresses, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And they talk about their hair journey and how it was for them when they were growing up. And um, they talk about the history of black hair, um, that kind of thing. So Oprah Winfrey is one of the people that she speaks to. Oprah Winfrey is also one of the producers of the show. Ooh. We also have Issa Rae. She does uh, one episode. Love her. We have Marseille Mart- Martin, who is the young woman from Blackish, you know, who played one of the twins. Yes. She's like 14 or 15 now. She's really mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a really interesting show that comes in installments. So it's like episodes. So you can watch one and then stop and do something else. But, I love that. Yeah, it's a nice, cool little thing. I'm going to watch that. What other yeah. honorable mentions do you have? Oh, okay. Here's one that's off the beaten track. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, it's a comedy. Okay. All right, it's from Adult Swim. Ooh. Ooh. So it's juicy, right? Trying to think of what it Maybe. could be. Yeah. Um, it's about your Lord and Savior, except he's black. It's Black Jesus. <laughs> it's Black Jesus. He came up when I asked for Black History titles. There he was. Black Jesus. I, you and I talked about this once, and it made me yes. want to watch it, and it's in my queue yes. emotionally. <laughs> so basically, it's the hijinks of a street smart savior living in a modern day Compton. On a mission to spread love and kindness throughout the crime-ridden L.A. neighborhood with his small group of followers. <laughs> I'm glad we have a funny one. And this guy, he's so tall. But anyway, he wears this long brown wig. Oh, no. He wears a robe. Like, he wears Jesus clothing. Yeah. But he's in Compton in modern day. And, you know, he's wearing sandals and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And he's got this these friends who are near to Wells, you know, sure. um, they smoke pot all day. Well, just like the apostles. And he smokes pot with them, you <laughs> awesome. know. And one of the big jokes is that, you know, they have a, a blunt and they give it to him and they kind of look at each other because he just hogs it like he yeah. won't give it to them. Yeah. And they're like, can you pass it? You know, oh, I'm, 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 I'm getting there, you know, and he's smoking. Um <laughs> There's also um, Charles Murphy, 
uh, Charlie Murphy, who's Eddie Murphy's brother, yeah. is in this, and okay. he plays the landlord oh my God. who hates them and is mean to them, <laughs> and is constantly, you know, ripping them a new one or insulting them. Is he Mr. Robinson? <laughs> no, no, he's not Mr. Robinson. But you know, he says one of his lines to Jesus. Jesus and his friends are out in the courtyard of the apartment complex barbecuing. Yes. And they're not supposed to be there barbecuing. And Charlie Murphy, who's like the landlord or the superintendent, I guess he's the superintendent, comes Mm -hmm. down and he's yelling at them that they're not supposed to be there. And he actually takes their ribs that are cooking and he throws them on the ground for the ants. These are for the ants. They're hardworking. They need the ribs, you know. And then he says to Jesus, um, take those sandals off. You look like one of those aboriginal (laughs) N-words. Um, so it's Compton. not, this show is not for the faint of heart. I mean, no. it's really Compton. Like if you, yeah. it's, it's urban, it's Compton, it's the language that they use, the, um, African-American vernacular, it's all there, awesome. you know, yeah. and just really, really funny. So there's a bum in there, uh, John Witherspoon, who Aww. we've seen him in many things. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. He was very funny. But he plays the bum who's like there all the time. Oh and... <laughs> In the in the pilot, Jesus is talking to him. Jesus knows everything about him. Jesus knows everything about everyone. So he'll call to someone on the street, call them by name yeah. and say, oh, you know, you better check out your colon or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, the bum, but the bum is asking him to do something. And he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, made of miracles. You know, I'm not going to do that, whatever. And so the bum <laughs> says something to him and Jesus says something back and he goes, you're insulting me in my own living room. <laughs> you know, he's on the street. <laughs> my own living room. So it's funny stuff like that. There's this one thing in the pilot where they want to go and buy some weed. And so they go and these three guys who are wearing masks and have guns oh, no. come to take their stuff, you know, Uh-oh. to take their weed and to take their money. Yeah. And at first, you know, they're yelling at them, you know, get out of the car, get out of the car, you know. And then when they, when <laughs> Jesus takes off their masks, their little white guys, oh, no. you know, yeah, and he's like, Chad, Robbie, blah, 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 what are you doing? You should be home. Your mother's waiting for you, you know. Because <laughs> you know? he knows everybody. He knows them, He's right? Jesus. So as they're driving away, the money that they had taken from these kids mm-hmm. all of a sudden was gone, right? Ooh. And so one of Jesus's followers is like, where's the money? I gave it back to them. Aww. But he did it with magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you hear the little tinkling that oh, shows you yeah. that he did magic. <laughs> You know, yeah. I did it with magic. Yeah, yeah, I gave it back to them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's really a funny, it, there's three seasons and. There's three seasons? Yeah, try it out. That. Try okay. it out if you don't mind crudeness, a lot of insults, the N word. If you don't mind any of that, try it out. Is it a 15 minute show or a half hour show? No, it's a half an hour show. Cool. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they were doing 15 minute shows for a while. Yeah. So I just wanted to put in something a little bit different. So just two more things Atlanta, which we've Ooh. mentioned in the past it's on hulu but it's an fx show 2016 to 2022 you can watch the whole thing it's all done now right it's all done now and i would say that it is kind of like afro surrealism from the very beginning kind Mm. of weird things happen that's a good description right and the third season is all weird and it's all amazing there are so many standalone shows that are film 
amazing. Like yeah, yeah, that are amazing. The show is about Ern, played by Donald Glover, who's a cousin of Alfred, played by Brian Tyree Henry, who's up for an Oscar for Causeway. Love him. It's based in Atlanta, and Brian Tyree Henry plays Paperboy, who's a rapper. Donald Glover is his cousin who is helping manage him. And it's all about relationships, social and economic issues, touching on race, poverty mm-hmm. status, and parenthood. It is really amazing. Everyone should watch Atlanta. Love and it. the last thing I want to mention is something a little different from Netflix. If you are into hip hop music or you're interested in learning about it, there was this whole movement in the early 90s that I, ha- I knew nothing about uh, that took place in L.A. And it was an underground rap movement oh. that was sort of anti-gangster rap. Oh. So rap comes in all types. A lot of people who don't like rap or who've never tried it always think about gangster rap and they're turned off by it. And I, I get it. I understand that because there's a lot of uh, nasty stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of different types of rap. You know, there's a socially conscious rap. Um You know, there's fun, party rap. There's all kinds. But anyway, this rap was called uh, the good life rap. Oh. All of these people would go to a cafe and they would rap. They would freestyle. They would have rap battles. But it was all positive rap. No cursing was allowed. So it was like this open mic situation. So it's a documentary. It's from 2008. It's feature length. And it's written and directed by Ava DuVernay. So we know her from Selma, A Wrinkle in Time. Ava. Yeah. 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 So it's something that you might want to watch if you're interested in hip hop. Definitely. Yeah. I love learning. And that's all I got. Well, I feel like we did a lot. We did a lot. Now, there's so much to watch, but these are the things that, you know, we chose that you might that might be a little unusual you might like so give it a try and yeah. you know if you if you do watch any of these and you have any comments get in touch with us screens yeah. on screens on screens at gmail.com that's it and yeah. you get to learn you get to laugh you get to crack your brain open a little bit absolutely that's what it, we're about it, it'll definitely open your mind don't let in this some month way. go by and ignore it please do not ignore yeah. this month yeah pay attention yeah happy black american history month guys we will see you next time bye bye Screens on screens on screens.